That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Surprise, Sydney. And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Hero Hour Show here on the podcast. This is the show we talk all things comic book media. I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have from Geekly Goods, we have Leo. Leo, hello. How are you? Hey, always, always a pleasure to talk to MCU. So I appreciate you having me on, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited to have you here. And we are also joined from the Cinemania World team. We have Pat. Pat, how are you? Welcome back. I am great. I'm looking forward to what's probably going to be at least a little bit of a battle. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens because Leo, man, Leo already has his name up on the on the thing talking about MCU shield. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but we are also joined. <laughs> we are also joined, lastly, by my other arch nemesis <laughs> from the Cinemania World team. We have Meg, aka Wonder Meg. Hello, welcome back. What to up? Today. You always you give me such good introductions, and I feel like you like pitch me up to be something like evil, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it's how we have to do things around here, but it's good to have you here on the show once again. Okay, so everyone, you saw the thumbnails and the titles. We are going to be discussing uh, the MCU's Phase 4, now that Wakanda Forever has passed, and I guess the Guardians of the Galaxy special? Is that a part of this phase, too? I guess. I guess. So after that passed as well, uh, Phase 4 is now complete. And uh, Phase 5 begins next year with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So uh, let's get into our Phase 4 discussion on this show. Uh, we will be just giving our overall thoughts on this phase. Some of our favorite uh, pro- projects regarding the movies and the TV shows, as well as our some, some of our least favorites from this project and then if we have time at the end we will we will take some questions from you guys regarding phase four so with that being said uh let's get started here i wanted to just go around get everyone's kind of consensus on this phase where are you right now when you when you go back and watch the movies i think i believe it started with black widow ended with wakanda forever we had our first tv shows in the MCU as a part of this phase as well. So I'll go around, get everyone's thoughts. I'll start with you, Pat. Your overall thoughts on Phase 4. Overall, for me, Phase 4 was super enjoyable. I liked a lot of the projects, and even the ones I didn't like as much, some of them I at least respected the attempt to do something different, kind of the experimental aspect of it. I feel like after the heights of like Infinity War and Endgame, the um, Marvel Studios just decided like, oh, we, we can try to go even more. Like we can try to make, bring even more elements from the comics and we can try to do something different with these, some of these characters sometimes. Um, for me, the big thing with phase four is I struggle to kind of even compare it to the first three phases because of just the sheer amount of content and shows and movies. Like the fact mm-hmm. phase four has these shows 
um, makes it a completely different landscape. And like the amount of hours I saw a chart at one point, it's like so many more hours total than like any of the other phases combined. So it's tough for me to compare. Um, overall, I was pleased. Um, some projects I definitely liked more than others, but I, I was definitely, I'm still happy with the MCU overall. And even though it feels like we're kind of still trying to find our way a little bit, start up a new saga, um, I'm still pretty happy, you know, going to the theater to see these movies or tuning into the shows um, on Disney Plus. So overall, pretty positive. Uh, yes, yeah, I I would agree too. I was talking to uh, I was talking to Hannah yesterday on Cinemania Live talking about because we had a question regarding Phase Four, and I agree with you regarding like I, I think that my biggest my biggest compl- if it if if it's a complaint with the MCU. Uh, phase four is just the sheer amount of stuff that we have in it and hannah was talking about oh well if you just if you're someone who just watches the movies it's really not that not that much compared to like you know the tail end of phase of phase three with like you know 2018 2019 we still had a good amount of movies coming out but i was like you know my response to that was like you have to include the phase four because they i mean you have to include the tv shows because they are a part of this phase like you can't just yeah. be like oh they're kind of a part of it you know if you want them to be a part of it no they're they're a part of this phase and i think if you add the amount of tv sh- i think there was like eight or nine television shows i think it's seven movies and eight shows i think that when is, I that's, that's, that's crazy much so i think i just think that's a lot and uh yeah. i think what worked so well back in the day when it came to the mcu was like how we would have time to kind of miss certain things as well too. Like we would have a movie come out in July and then the next one wouldn't be until November. And like, that was yeah. it. And then we go into the next year. Uh, now it's like you have a movie in February plus a show and like, you know, the next month plus another movie coming out and then like maybe like a special and then another show. And I think it gets kind of crowded. Um, let's go to you, Meg, your thoughts on the, on phase four of the MCU. I definitely think that it's the most like, ambitious of the phases so far just like the sheer amount of things that they put out and also i think that they're unlike the other phases i feel like there's definitely something for everyone in phase four regardless if you liked all of it or not there's at least something that you watched and you were like oh yeah this was dope like for me there are certain things that really worked well for me and then certain things that like just uh, it wasn't for me type thing um i enjoyed it though overall there's only maybe like two or three projects that i just outright didn't like Mm -hmm. um but i think what they're doing like with the tv shows and the movies yeah sometimes it feels a little overwhelming especially if you're someone that like doesn't have the free time to like (laughs) um watch all of this stuff right when it comes out um Mm -hmm. because you know the first thing you do when you hop on the internet it just gets spoiled for you like the minute after it ends you know um but overall i think it i think it was fine um it's not my favorite phase but i feel like the majority of the things i definitely did like um yeah yeah i would agree i think it's like for me it's more so in the middle of the pack uh leo let's go to you your thoughts on um phase four of the mcu well, as my name on this podcast is the MCU Shill, it continues to happen. I loved MCU Phase 4 for a lot of the reasons that have been said. It's experimental. There are risks that were taken. And I'm with Pat. A couple of them didn't quite work out. 
but I loved the ones that did. And I appreciate them trying different things. And I love <clears throat> the amount of diversity in this phase. There's way more diversity in this phase than the entire MCU put together, I would say. So like Meg was saying, following that, there was something for everybody. And I found myself really enamored with some of the stories with these characters. WandaVision was great, Miss Marvel. And not only that, I think they tackled the theme of grief and loss very well that still kept it fun, still kept some, excuse me, some good jokes, some good humor in there. But they tackled that theme very well i thought and this was a different theme than any of the other phases of the mcu had to deal with where you're mostly tackling hope and uh low-key heroism and whereas here we're really looking at the effects of what happened after phase three and i love that there's such an echo from phase three and that there are consequences that came with what happened there so I, I really enjoy phase four, most of it. There are a couple of misses, a couple of expectations that didn't meet, but I thought for the most part, it was a really well done phase. I think it sets up the future well, but I will admit my biggest gripe with phase four is that I thought, and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought yeah. the perception going in was that you could just watch the movies and be fine mm. but it seems to me like you gotta watch the tv shows at this yeah. point because i mean spoiler alert val being in black panther you would have uh. no idea who that is if you just watch <laughs> the end of black widow she's not even named in that post credit yeah so yeah. it yeah. just it, it almost feels like there's too large of a requirement now for somebody yeah. who maybe isn't as interested in the mcu but likes the movies can't really get everything that's going on so maybe a little too heavy on the interconnectedness this time yeah uh i was because i was i was talking about that as well i was like i i i don't know i think certain shows you can watch and um like i, I would say I, I like for the shows that requires viewing along with the movies i think for the most part it's like wandavision again falcon and winter soldier because if you watch if you go into the movies and watch captain america 4 <laughs> without watching falcon and winter soldier you know it's just gonna be like oh okay you know um but i think other shows maybe low-key because you know the whole thing with kang mm -hmm. that kind of ties into like ant-man and the wasp quantum mania and then of course WandaVision, because like that's my biggest kind of that 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 is my biggest kind of example of you needing to watch the shows because if you are someone who went from Infinity War Wanda and then Endgame Wanda, and then yeah. you're just coming into multiverse of madness and she has kids. Yeah, what kids? You know, <laughs> um that's gonna be like, where do these kids come from and why is she talking about these kids? Where when did when did when did her and Vision have kids? So I don't think the general audiences is like super dumb to where like if they if they just did that they would just would know. I'm sure I'm sure people have seen commercials of WandaVision and they just you know they would presume that okay the show she gets the kids in the show and that's it you know because I mm -hmm. if you go back to Endgame like do we think that I won't say the majority but there's a good portion of that audience that went to go see Endgame that probably didn't watch the first Ant Man or even Captain America First Avenger. You know, they just, sure, along yeah. with the hype of the overall universe of Marvel Studios, and everyone knows this is the culmination of all those years. So it's just going to be very interesting going forward. And it's not like 
the next slate that they're slowing down, like, ooh, there's a lot <laughs> coming out. And uh, we'll see what happens. But my overall thoughts, um, you know, going off of you, what you guys said, I don't think anyone who's like, this is one of the worst, uh, Marvel's done, it's dead. You know, I don't think, I'm not along that crowd at all. I don't think Phase 4 was weak. I think there's been some weak stuff, and I still think they they need to, there's like something with the TV shows that's just, that's just not working. Uh, not all of them, but there's like certain mm-hmm. shows just don't flow well, like other superhero shows do. Um, and I think that's that's been an issue. But I think you know they're still finding their 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 footing when it comes to that department. But yeah, like you said, Leo, like I've loved a lot of things, like Wakanda Forever. I loved and Shang Chi. I love. I even love Eternals. I I love a lot. No Way Home, of course. But um, yeah. So you know, I think I think Phase Four, like you guys said, has something for everyone. And I do love the fact that we've gotten more diverse with these characters as well. And that's something that I can also appreciate. Uh, yeah, so let's go into uh, favorites of this universe. Uh, I'll go back to you, Leo. Uh, what are some of your favorite projects from Phase 4? Oh, man. Well, I can just fire right off with Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> look, I watched that again this weekend. Loved it for about the 20th time now. I've lost count. But I love that movie. I mean, this culmination of all Spider-Man films finally happening. Look, man, that was a Spider-Man fan's wet dream. I know everybody thinks it's an event movie. And yes, it kind of is. But let's be real, man. Every single time the event is fantastic, amazing, amazing Spider-Man. So love No Way Home. Love uniting all the Spider-Man. Controversy, controversial here. Getting hot. I loved Eternals. Uh, this is my third watch of it, and I still found myself loving the way that the theme of humanity and helping humanity came in with this movie and how human they made these godlike creatures. I liked it. I loved Eternals. Uh, I loved WandaVision. Um, the, found myself loving Miss Marvel as well. For the most part, there's a couple episodes that really derail the magic. I think it presented itself in the beginning, but... We come back around to that toward the end. So I loved Miss Marvel. Really enjoyed Moon Knight. I mean, honestly, I have less that I didn't like than I did. I really loved most of the phase. But I guess if I had like a big three, it would be No Way Home, Eternals, and WandaVision uh, being just three big, wonderful projects. And what I love so much about WandaVision is it was the first property in phase four. And it got us theorizing and coming back week to week and it really made a communal thing out of the mcu not that that wasn't there before but the speculation just got so heavy and mm-hmm. yeah that dampered some things down a little bit <laughs> especially that last episode but i did love bringing the community together and i love how after that show it seems like we still speculate and come together and while some of the speculations are wild as hell, I, I was one of the people that was like, oh, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker going to pop up in that uh, that last episode. <laughs> but I think that it gives us a fun thing to riff on and play about with before the movies come along. So those are my, oh, ah, man, Wakanda forever, baby. See, I could just go on for hours <laughs> about the projects in this phase I love. But, okay, sorry to throw stones. Y'all, y'all can't say phase two is better than phase four, man. Come on. What okay, so that that was yeah. like one thing I was like con- I get so annoyed about is the is like revisionist history with um 
with just audiences right now, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. Twitter. Like what I really hate, because I know in like 10 years, it's going to happen. Somebody is going to be like, oh man, take us back to dark world of the MCU and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, bro, you guys hated it then. You know, let's not do this thing now. Because it's not yeah. like, what I what I see a lot too is that people try to act like there was nothing wrong in the movies, you know, in mm-hmm. phase one, two, and three. We've yeah, had some perfect. rough ones, like two. We've had some rough, you know. They were they were finding their footing in phase one. Uh, they they were finding their footing in phase two, even uh, after yep. the first Avengers, the, the success of the first Avengers. So I don't want to do the whole thing to where, oh, um, you know, the movies were so much better. I, I believe I think the quality and like as, as far as like film directing took a dip a little bit especially from phase one, it's like completely drastic um, from like, you know, into the movies. Now they felt more like art directed right, mm-hmm. right now. Right now it just feels like a director is told that, Hey, we have the action scenes taken care of. Just do the other stuff. Um, I don't like that. You know, I like if directors have control of every, over everything. Uh, so I just think there's, there's a lot to be missed from the other phases, but I think overall, we're still getting pretty much the same MCU. The main difference is that these movies are take like a lot of these movies are taking a lot of risk. Like I think it was a huge risk to completely turn one of your heroes into like the villain. We haven't we've we've never really seen that when it comes to to like Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and then you know the complete the complete risk it you know like something like Eternals is too. I think that's important. But uh, yeah, we'll see. What happens though? Let's go to you, uh, Pat. Your uh, favorites from the MCU. Phase well, I mean, I, I was just absolutely blown away by Hawkeye and Love and Thunder. You know, obviously uh, the best movies uh, and shows. Um, <laughs> uh, in actuality, uh, I mean, my favorite... hurt a little bit. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, projects, probably. I mean, No Way Home was such a just very gratifying experience in the theater. Um, just the hype was insane. It was a shame that it was kind of like spoiled ahead of time. Um, yeah. But as far as like WandaVision, just like Leo said, every week it just felt like everyone was asking the same questions, all coming up with amazing theories. And it was nice after like a, a year off from the MCU during the beginning of COVID to have like the universe back and to like have like a weird re-entry into it where we don't really know what's going on. So I thought WandaVision was a great kind of way to bring us all back. Um, I'm actually a huge fan of Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And I know that movie didn't give everyone what they wanted or maybe let people down. I loved Sam Raimi being in the director's chair. I loved seeing that kind of filmmaking back in superhero movies. Um, so that was a that was a highlight for me. Wakanda Forever was phenomenal. I also thought the Loki show was really interesting and really good. Um, it took a character that has been in the MCU since well, like the fourth movie of the whole thing, and did something new with him and explored different things with him and put him in a completely different environment and did it well. Um, and Tom Hiddleston still killing it as Loki. So I'm curious to see that continue. Uh, if I had any other favorites, as much as I wish I could say, like, as a, as a Thor fan, I wish I could be like, oh, I love Love and Thunder as much as, like, Ragnarok or something. But um, for me, probably the next best one for me was probably Ms. Marvel or Shang-Chi because they did what I really liked early in the MCU, which is they took characters that a lot of people don't know, and I think they made them 
interesting and fun to watch. And now, like uh, 10 years ago, even I wouldn't have been like, man, I can't wait to see a whole movie series about Shang-Chi. But like now I'm so excited for whenever that sequel comes. So and for the Marvels, mostly because of Ms. Marvel. So, yeah, I think those would probably be my favorite ones. All right. uh, Let's go to you, Meg, your favorites from the from the MCU phase four. Uh, I'll start with uh, the movies that I like the most, which mm-hmm. I feel like I liked most of the movies. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only like maybe uh, like one or two that I was just like not feeling. Um, I would definitely say that like obviously Spider Man No Way Home. Even though like I'm not really a big Spider Man fan, that movie is just so great what? to see. Like those. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not. But 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 but. but. <laughs> It was really cool to see all three of them interact. And I think that they all bounced off of each other so well, like each actor, and they all brought something special to the character that they displayed so well in the movie. Um, I legit, like, I was bawling my eyes out during that movie, especially, you know, the scene where uh, Aunt May just dies. And um, Tom Holland Spider-Man is uh, sitting on the top of the school and then they all show up and then they're all talking about like their Uncle Ben moment thing. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, love that movie. Um, I think I've seen it maybe like four times. I saw it when it re-released recently. Oh, did you? I didn't do that shit. Yeah, which was fun because, you know, the the opening night for that movie was insane. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't Mm -hmm. hear half of the dialogue, which, you know, (laughs) is part of the experience. But it was cool to finally see it, like, back in theaters to where I could hear what was going on. (laughs) Um, I did enjoy, for the most part, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Sam Raimi brought so much style back to the MCU, I think. Um, And I loved Wanda as the baddie. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen, (laughs) she was living. Oh, my God. She's so good. Um, Shang-Chi was also great. Um, I didn't know a thing about the character before I saw the movie, um, but overall i thought it was a really fun movie and a great introduction to like a powerhouse character that's going to be in the mcu now uh wakanda forever i mean i I don't even know what to say other than that movie was it was really different than what i was kind of expecting um i didn't like i don't know how to word it but the whole time i was watching the movie like i just felt so much emotion um Mm. and i haven't really felt that from an mcu movie other than like no way home in like a really long time like you could feel Mm -hmm. like the the love that they all had for like putting this movie together which is really sad when you think about it because of the way like letitia wright was getting like treated during Mm. the filming you know and even when the way she's getting treated now it's like chill like awful (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 just it's like tarnish like they're trying to tarnish like the movie because her performance was like amazing, you know, like trying mm-hmm. to find something. Um, television shows again, I feel like I enjoyed most of them. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is my favorite one out of them all. Uh, Loki, I thought was um, like it started out. I wasn't really quite sure if I was gonna like it. It took a few episodes for me to like really get into it but like those last i think two or three episodes 
I was hooked. I was like, yo, this, this is amazing. The visuals were great. Um, I loved the dynamic between uh, Lo- the two Lokis. And uh, obviously when Kang shows up at the end, I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> and I love the he who remains name. I just love that so much. Um, Moon Knight, I thought was really, really um, different. I never thought yeah, that yeah. could see Moon Knight in the MCU. Um, and by um, Oscar Isaac, hello perfect (laughs) um and then uh miss marvel i adore that show so much i didn't think that like i mean the marvels is probably one of my most like hyped projects for the mcu right now um so i was going into miss marvel thinking like oh like this is really gonna amp up my hype for the movie even more and it totally did um i think the actress that plays uh, miss marvel is so charming and um like this is her first role ever I think. yeah it's and it's mm. i and i love that the mcu is doing that like especially with uh uh the actor that plays namor um, yeah, yeah, Tino. Yeah, yeah. Like they're getting these relatively unknown actors for these huge roles, and I really think it's paying off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I especially with especially with Amon Balani because she was. Uh, I, you know, it, it always happens too when when you have like a big role that needs to be filled, and he, and you know we all kind of do our do our castings and stuff. But then they go with somebody completely out of the ordinary. That's yeah. what I feel like is going to happen with Fantastic Four. Um, you know, because we've been casting that movie for like three years now. So, <laughs> you know, and then when we finally get the cast, it's probably going to be like relatively unknown people. But I'm super excited to see who they who they get. So I think Marvel's casting director is like really good. And um, yeah, so I guess for me going to we can do a ranking later on in the show real quick if you guys want because i think am i correct is there 16 stuff total because i added oh, i just I added so. the guardians i just added oh oh if you add what if to that 17 sheesh um like our top five maybe <laughs> yeah yeah so i so my favorites as far as i think i'm definitely with meg regarding i think i loved the movies more than the tv shows like even mm-hmm. even on my list like there's there's the there's some, you know, some some shows, but I think overall, I love the movies more. Uh, no Way Home is still my favorite of the pack. I mean, Spider Man is my is, is Spider Man and Batman are like my two favorite heroes. So if you're gonna like put all like my favorite Spider Man in a movie, like I just I gotta like it and I gotta love it and I did and stuff. So I I love the execution of getting them all together. And what they were able to do, and to make it still feel like it was a Tom Holland's movie. Because do you remember when, uh, when we got those leaked kind of castings in the movie? Oh, like you know when they when they brought in like Jamie Fox, and mm-hmm. we saw the leaks of like Charlie Cox was gonna be in it. Do you remember like everyone's worry was that this movie is gonna be like this movie is not gonna f- have Tom Holland in it at all? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm glad that it was still like his movie. And I love the way it ends because it feels like an ode, an ode to Spider-Man fans. The way the movie ends, too, to you know, for, you know, where he's at in in his life. I just think that was all great. So, but right next to that is Wakanda Forever. I've seen it now three times in theaters, and um, I just like I just love what they were able to do given the circumstances of everything. Uh, one of the biggest emotional kind of films in the MCU, and I know this is this had some real life 
you know, aspects to it regarding the movie. But I would love to see the MCU do more things like this, where yeah. uh, I think what they did well in the movie, so like what they did so good in the movie was just the use of silence and stuff. And mm. we just don't get moments like that in the MCU. And the same happened with No Way Home with uh, Aunt May's death. It's like there's no there's no type of thing in the background for the first like f- like two minutes of it. And it's just silence with Peter Parker. And I think mm-hmm. that is just so great. And I think they just need to focus more of those serious aspects, you know, when it comes to this to this franchise to continue to grow. Uh, Shang-Chi, of course, is I, I love and Loki I thought was great. Miss Marvel. I, so I, I'm, I'm like indifferent with Miss Marvel because I think I love the first two episodes. Uh, I just think they kind of overthought their overthought like her backstory and stuff and they added so much when it came when it came like to the djinn and and all the mythical powers i just don't i just don't think that works with that character because all she like i don't know i just i read that i've read those comics so many times and i just think the simpler the better when it comes to miss marvel you know the street level stuff uh when you get into the mystical cosmos things you know i know they have to do that you know, leading into the Marvels, but I think I love the more simpler side of Miss Marvel, and that's what the first two episodes felt like for me, so that's why I loved at least half of that season, um, and yeah, Eternals, I still, I, I really enjoyed the Eternals and stuff, um, I still really, really, really enjoyed, I just like the scope of the movie, um, I don't, I don't need it to really connect heavy to the MCU, I just like that it was kind of its own thing. I know there's like a person outside, you know, st- sitting in the ocean, you know, and everyone's like, what's Namor doing about the damn celestial that's like <laughs> sitting in that, you know? So I know we think about all that kind of stuff, but I do appreciate that the movie kind of stands on its own for what it is. And yeah, those are like, those are like my big favorites for the MCU is just those titles. And of course, WandaVision. And then I want to give some love to Werewolf by Night because I just, I loved Werewolf oh, by yeah. Night. Oh, yeah. I thought that was Phenomenal. fantastic. Um, okay, now we're into the not-so-great stuff. Least favorites. Leo, your least favorites of the uh, Phase 4. Okay, um, so <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of an odd criticism, but I, Black Widow just felt a little too late. And it yes. felt a little too Winter Soldier to where it didn't feel like it was paying homage or it was drawing creative parallels. It felt almost copy-paste in some points, and the villains were very disappointing. Drakov was very disappointing. Uh, Taskmaster, very disappointing. So I, I that one for me is probably the lowest movie just because it didn't feel like it was bringing anything new, anything groundbreaking to this phase. And I love Yelena. I thought she was great. She definitely stole the show at times. But this movie should have absolutely been right after Civil War. Had no yeah. place being here. Yeah, 100%. Because then the stakes are gone. Because we're watching yep. Natasha have an evolution that is technically where we're at watching the movie in the past. So it just didn't do a lot for that character. Didn't do a lot for the next phase. All we really did was watch that whole movie for Val to pop up in the end and send <laughs> Elena over to Hawkeye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically what that movie accomplished. It's like, hey, like here's Val, and she's going to turn some of these people against each other. Awesome. So that is like my lowest point in the movies, I would say. Mm-hmm. In the shows, there are a few that I have some issues with. I think that the shows, there's a little more room to critique because there are eight episodes, but 
I think I'll be honest, besides WandaVision, every show I have a couple of gripes with. I guess with, with even with WandaVision with Evan Peters' character and the Rob Boner oh, thing. Man, thought, why man, did you bring him up? Such, <laughs> such a big middle finger, bro. I'm like, look, we got the better Quicksilver in this universe, finally. <laughs> and man, we did the same thing to this universe. This Quicksilver basically gave everybody the middle finger for him. We liter- it literally created the term, we got Ralph Bonard. Yeah, like, we got Boner. Oh. We got Boner. <laughs> the fact they introduced the multiverse like right after makes it hurt even yeah. more. It's like, and, oh, to my biggest, I think I think I go through this all the time when we talk about WandaVision and that show of like people who get mad at fans for speculating. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, any other time you want to get mad at fans for speculating too hard? Like I still see videos of people really overthinking some of this stuff in the MCU. Like, yeah. oh my God, I saw a video the other day of like the eternal. Somebody was like, oh, I think the Eternals happened in another universe and that's why <laughs> yeah. they haven't been in some people think this whole phase like, it's like is set it's in different universes yeah i really do think sometimes we overthink when it comes to theories especially uh because before way back in when one started i was there with everybody i was like theory 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 mm-hmm. but after yep. seeing like at nothing happen i'm just like mm, okay so they're not they're not really about that like secret kind of thing happening underneath you know they're just not doing all that that's not what they're doing so ralph boner ralph boner listen (laughs) you as as if you're like a fan of the mcu like fine like a huge fan and stuff like that i saw so many people who were like oh it's not marvel's fault that you speculated about evan peters what (laughs) <laughs> Evan that, Peters is in Fox MCU is a Fox yeah. Marvel Quicksilver. What yep. did you think fans were going to think when you brought right. him in? And they all know that you have the rights. That's like that's like oh okay Ryan Reynolds's burnt face is like in the MCU in a scene and telling people not to think that it's de- that is that that is not Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Like <Yes>. what? <laughs> what do you mean? So that was all bullshit. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, and sorry. and yeah. I, I want to talk about the worst MCU show by far, in my opinion was what if um i think that you had <laughs> such an opportunity to make some crazy storylines and i think they they really hit the nail on the head with the t'challa star lord one because that was something completely different for that character mm-hmm. it still captured the grace and honor of t'challa but put it into a different universe and then yep. aside from that the rest of them is stuff we've seen before we saw captain carter before we saw uh, the doctor Ultron strange one was amazing before yeah <laughs> okay i did like the doctor strange and the zombies was cool but like, yeah. but like besides that fourth, those three, oh my god, the th- the party episode was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that was. Same with the, I'm a, uh, maybe controversial. Same with the Killmonger one. I was like, look, this would yeah. go. I knew this would go this way. Knew it. Yeah, like, there's yeah. no room to speculate there. The power broker reveal and Captain Captain, or I'm sorry, Falcon okay. and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Rough multiverse of madness. <laughs> I'm sorry, you built up too much for me. So the execution was rough. Love and yeah. Thunder was good. Not great. That comedy on the second on the rewatch was yo love and thunder on a rewatch is horrible. I'm sorry, really not. It is horrible. And I want to say half is great. One one (laughs) quick thing about one quick thing about what if there's like one episode that I loved, which was like the murderous uh, Ant Man. What was his? It was a yo Yellow Jacket. Yeah, it was a Hank. I liked that episode when he was killing all the Avengers. That was yeah, that was pretty cool. But um. Yeah, I going back to you, Leo, real quick. Like, but Love and Thunder. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, mm, okay, this is fun. Even my tweet about the movie, 
um i deleted because like it's it's like it doesn't even feel because like, i was like yeah i was <laughs> i was like yeah was this, is, this is this is fun this is not too bad and then i like went to go see it in theaters and i was like whoa what's going on in here man but it's not all bad but it's uh it's it's a dip in quality for sure at least for mm. me it just feels like everybody was checked out yeah. and um especially taika because even even yep. even the cast when the movie's done and they're talking and they're doing all the press runs and you go back to that seat mon- that moment that like variety video where taika was like does the cgi look good here it's like none of them wanted to be there it seemed like and this just that's the that's what we got when when you have someone chris evans is i mean chris hemsworth has come out like uh, i want the character to change dude yeah that says like, a lot and um yeah i don't know that damn helmet oh it's it's <laughs> everything i don't know just a lot of stuff for me for love and thunder was just tough um was there any other dislikes you had leo um i i think those are glaring ones uh, another controversial take and i'm going i'm sorry bad i'm sorry man no loki, don't do this the first don't do this was, <laughs> the first half of loki was so boring to me yeah I, um, it's honestly i we're replaying memories that i've already Hannah. seen in the mcu and I'm just like, okay, where is this going? They're wandering on a planet. It was just so boring in that first half for me until the other Lokis pop up. Okay, I'm you're ready. breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right, so let's go to you, Pat. Your least favorite of the MC. I'm actually curious to hear this because listen, I I love Christmas. I don't love Hawkeye. I, oh. I like the Christmas vibes oh, in Hawkeye. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, I didn't outright hate it, but it just, it felt like it could have so easily been a movie or a Christmas special or something. It just felt dragged out for a lot of it. And there wasn't enough, even with, you know, bringing back D'Onofrio as Kingpin, which was like, yes, please. That still wasn't quite enough to like really make me love it or even like really like it a lot. Um, I really liked Kate Bishop. Um, I, I guess I liked some of the stuff they did with Clint, but mostly the thing I remember about that show is just, oh yeah, it was very Christmassy during December. So that was cool. Um, but besides that, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't huge on Black Widow for the same reasons Leo said. I feel like it lost so much of its impact with its release. That movie should have come out five years before it did. Um it's Besides tough. That, I feel like I feel like Feige wanted to do that movie mm-hmm. around that time, but it's like I understand he probably did Black Widow. They went with Black Widow because they wanted to pay homage, though yeah. you know, one final homage to uh to Natasha and um yep. and Scarlett Johansson. I get it, but maybe it's just like at this point, you just listen. We just take this, take the L on this one and let it go, or yep. don't kill her. How yeah. about that? <laughs> like, don't kill her in Endgame. And then we could have gotten a, a new Black Widow movie set after Endgame. She's going through the loss of Tony Stark and all that stuff. Because, you know, Tony Stark was the one that brought her into the universe in Iron Man 2. So I feel like that would have yep. been like a nice, uh, you know, full circle. Kill off Hawkeye. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. I think I for, I'm one of the people that thinks Clint definitely should have been the one to jump. Yeah. But uh yeah, uh, besides that, I mean, as far as disappointment goes, I don't necessarily hate it, as I've already kind of said, but Love and Thunder, I had such high expectations for because I absolutely love Ragnarok, and I love what a breath of fresh air that was, but it's kind of the Tim Burton Batman situation where the first movie with that director is so successful that they go, oh, like, 
just do what you want now. Bring more of yourself. And yeah, Taika yeah. went too far into some of the, like I, there were parts of Ragnarok where I was like, okay, you're right on the verge of like being too ridiculous, but they just managed to kind of stay like on the, on course. But Love and Thunder at times definitely crossed over that line for me where it was mm-hmm. like, okay. Uh, and like they would make jokes apart from like, we shouldn't be shifting from like a joke scene to then gore amazingly performed by christian bale of course giving of course, this whole yeah. spiel about you know my daughter's dead and the gods but like don't care like that stuff was great that original mm-hmm. part in the comics was was great what they adapted but um i feel like you could have taken two two movies out of that movie you could have done one with jane and like new asgard and some other bad guy threatening earth or whatever and then do with a director or if taika wanted to do a more serious role um direction for it do the God butcher stuff, but I don't think it worked like bouncing between the comedy and then like the really, really dark, like gore ripping off a head in front of kids type of thing. Uh, just right, was kind of right. jarring, but yeah. What if um, I look back at it and I really, really love the Dr. Strange episode. I think it's probably, I think I enjoy that Dr. Strange episode more than even the two Dr. Strange movies. Um it was dark. It was intense. Uh, I felt so bad for him and to, to, to see how he ended up for a little while was horrible. Um, but besides that and like the T'Challa Star-Lord one was good, but I look back at the other ones and I'm just kind of indifferent to a lot of those episodes. I don't, I haven't really gone back to revisit any of them except for the Doctor Strange one. Um, and as far as other shows like She-Hulk, I liked a lot of and I appreciated what they were trying to do and it felt like a like a TV show, which a lot of these shows don't. Yeah, um, but I feel like even with the crazy finale that I loved that they had her smash the fourth wall, but it's just still wasn't something like that was the first time watching these shows. I literally didn't try to watch every week. I'd let a few episodes accumulate and then I'd watch like three at once, but I wasn't in a rush to yeah. keep up with it, which is, I think says something, but yeah, those would probably be my least favorite. I think for sure. Hawkeye would be at the bottom, unfortunately. Sure. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So uh, Meg, your least favorites of phase four. Um, I don't really know what I can say to add because I feel like all of those are like all of my least favorites as well. Like black widow. I was, I wasn't really too hyped for that movie because again, it came way too late um you know why should we invest time into a movie about a character that we already know is dead in the universe like the only thing it does is introduce yelena and then you know the story behind the the green vest that she has (laughs) oh yeah the essential story i mean y'all weren't hyped for that no i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) um and it does suck because, you know, uh, at the time, you know, the time that the movie should have come out is when we really did, like, we're, like, clawing for more female-led projects in the MCU. Yeah. And it kind of just seems like, um, like, oh, here's, here it finally is for you guys. You can shut up about it type thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was an enjoyable movie for the most part. It's just the villains really, like, the Taskmaster twist, I was just like... Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is whatever. Like, I didn't really know too much about the character, so like, it was kind of irrelevant to me if it was a man or a woman. So, yeah. like, the twist really didn't affect me at all. Um, let's see. Um, 
Love and Thunder. I this is like my least favorite MCU thing ever. I'm sorry. Like Talk your shit. I Hello Dark World. <laughs> I <laughs> no, I liked Dark World more than I liked this movie. I did not I okay. When you're watching the movie, I think it's fine to be like a parody of something, but like it almost feels a little disrespectful in this movie because it's like it's comedy after comedy after comedy after comedy, these screaming goats, and it's just like (laughs) I just there's there's about two things that I really did like about the movie was Mm -hmm. obviously Christian Bale. I thought he did great for what he was given, Mm -hmm. and that end that last scene with the um where they're fighting in like the black and white i thought that was so cool i wished like more of the movie was like that um you know you see like it's supposed to be a very heartwarming story about like jane and fighting for who she wants to be and how she wants to have her life um be as well uh but i feel like they cut out a lot of her transformation in this movie mm-hmm. and they gave way too much screen time to Korg and <laughs> yeah, agreed, um, agreed. you know I don't mind Korg the character in like small doses but like him yep. being the narrator and then also having like his own story in the movie and like overshadowing like Jane and Valkyrie's story Valkyrie like, oh. yeah it's why like oh. they from the start from the get-go of this movie they said this movie was supposed to be like super gay you know like it's supposed <laughs> to be like a love story and it was for jane and thor yeah and uh you know there was some gay elements uh, or queer elements with um korg's like mm-hmm. species i don't know Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah but i really <laughs> that valkyrie's character and jane's character were like the most sidelined in the movie which sucks because it's like we finally get to see the mighty thor and then yeah you know she dies and i'm assuming she's going to become a valkyrie now because you know she's in valhalla but i don't know i was just really disappointed with that movie um i haven't watched it again since i thought in theaters so maybe i'd feel different but after hearing (laughs) after hearing what you guys said about rewatches um yeah i might just keep that as a one watch thing so it doesn't further ruin like my love for thor um my my mom is like that's still like the one mcu movie of uh because even the new stuff my mom has been embraced all the new stuff like she she had a good time with eternals she had a good time with like shang she loved shang chi with the you know the martial arts elements and stuff but i remember her calling me After Love and Thunder, and I said, "What did you think?" And I'm thinking, you know, because she she has fun with stuff like Venom, and yeah. you know, she said she did say Morbius was horrible, but like she has stuff, <laughs> she had fun with everything, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, "What do you think?" And she's like, "I hated that." And I was like, yeah. "Wow, I'd never heard her say that she hated an MCU movie, and she's just hated the fact that Thor is such a joke." And I was like, and I, and I was like, yeah, but he was a joke in Ragnarok. But I think there's a difference between Ragnarok joke Thor to this to like, yes, 100%. what the, what was this? Because I mean, oh, you're, you're watching it and it's just like, it's almost like they just totally change his characterization from what it has been. Like the last time we saw him was in Endgame, right? Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just a total like 180. Well, he was such a proactive character before that. Like, he was always the guy going, like, this is what heroes do, and, like, rushes into battle and stuff. And then in 
Love and Thunder, he's just, everything's happening by accident. Or, like, there's yeah, a battle happening, oh and he has to God. be convinced to go, like, help yeah. these alien people. Like, and he's oh, back to being, man. like, arrogant and show-off-y like he was at the beginning of the original yeah. Thor. I'm like, what happened? You, used, you were humbled, man. Uh, uh, the, the, it really, like, hit me, too. Like, because, again, I want to reiterate, because everybody, if, you, if, you, if you're someone who, like, screenshots, sheets, like, tweets and shit, like, anyone who's, like, anyone could be like, Dwayne, this you? When I came out the first time, right? <laughs> like, I get it. But I watched it again, and I'm like, yo, the way... It, it, I didn't find it funny when he just ruins the the aliens like yeah. home or whatever after he yeah. saves them. Like, he should be serious funny. when he's helping yeah. people. Like this is a fucking dork. Like what is going on here? So and he's man, been so much of the Avengers movies being guilty about not being able to help people. Yeah, like he was yeah. so upset about, it. and then then he's nonchalantly destroying people's things. Uh, I was yeah. so disappointed because like I get people's gripes with Ragnarok, but I loved Ragnarok. It's like it yeah. just got bumped out of my top 10 of the mcu because of like i think wakanda forever but it's still like 11 or 12 i love ragnarok so to go from that i was so hyped for love and thunder i don't know Same. i was just so hyped mm -hmm. and what we got i'm just i can't even fathom that that's what we got and you had gore like chris christian bale and i and i was sitting there like man if they got christian bale, that means they got something special here dude and then Oh man! I mean, so. you have such top talent like Christian Bale and Natalie Portman, and Natalie yeah. Portman's performance was just so phoned in, like for the majority mm. of the movie. That I'm like, like obviously she's an amazing actress, but like you guys said, I just really feel like no one really, not that nobody cared, but it's yeah. like, I, I don't know. It's just there's something about the movie that just seems like something went wrong like behind the scenes or something that caused like everyone just to not care anymore mm -hmm. yeah it is just it's um it's just rough i'm just i just I, I can't believe i i couldn't even get to do the second watch of it um on disney plus when it came on so i usually like to go back and watch it when they when yeah. they get on disney plus like, i can't <laughs> wait for wakanda forever to come on disney plus so i can watch it in the imax enhanced and all that stuff the um, Love and Thunder. I was like, I, just, I can't do this, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I bowed out so quick. Um, yeah. Okay, so for me, for me, as far as dislikes go, uh, in this phase, uh, going right to the bottom of my list, uh, I'll start with the movie side because, I, I, like, again, I still had fun with all of the movies for the most part. But for the movie side, yeah, just Black Widow. Again, it just came at the wrong time, and that's a really hard criticism for it. But it just feels like part of the movie felt so empty to me because I feel like like she's gone. Why am I like getting in? Why should I get invested in this? And I know they want to introduce Yelena, and I get that. But it just like something about it just feels kind of empty to me. <clears throat> and the and the reveal of Taskmaster. Um. That's one of the reasons why I don't care about this damn Thunderbolts movie, dude. Like we we're about to have like two <laughs> we about to have like two mute villains. I mean characters in the movie with her and Ghost. I know Ghost spoke a little bit, but it's like it's Ghost. I mean, what do you want mm -hmm. me to do with this? So I don't know. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh again, I think Door Eleven Thunder is the worst movie of phase four. Just the potential that was on the table with the mighty yeah. Thor, with Thor returning after Endgame, with the Guardians sprinkled in there a little bit, with uh, 
Valkyrie having like after how remember how strong and like uplifted Valkyrie was in Endgame? She was like in that battle like more than we thought she was gonna be, and then for her to just be like a a character in this was just jarring in a way. So just so much was wrong with the film. And then with the TV, I'll just like Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've been rewatching it lately, and uh, I don't think it's like bad. But I think it was like the first kind of show where this formula of their TV shows kind of started. And for that, for that like reason, I have to get it like uh, it's, 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 it's a bit of a dislike because one thing about this phase with these shows is that they had a formula for a really, really long time up until probably like Moon Knight. And the formula of the villain coming in at the end and the you get the new suit at episode six or whatever it is. And um, the episode three and four is like filler and nothing's happening. Uh, a lot of that started with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, the Power Broker stuff was really silly. The Flag Smashers are terrible. Hawkeye, <laughs> where Hawkeye was just like not good. And... Um, you wasted you wasted like Kingpin for whatever reason. He's in a hat. I don't know. There was just so many things wrong with <laughs> like that show. Um, what's happening? And you know that that that's that show was like after WandaVision, it's just like, okay, well, how can we get the talk going? And everyone knew the writing on the wall with like, oh, the man, who is it? Or the person or the boss or whatever. Everyone knew who it was gonna be. And I think by the end of it, it was just like, why did we waste our time with this so i would say also didn't really like she hulk i mean i know people enjoy she hulk i know leo's a big fan of she hulk um it just some of my just didn't work for me um i think the show was too long and i just it, it just um i don't know it just didn't rock with me too much daredevil stuff was cool i guess but i don't know i was expecting a little bit more from that show uh yeah, and that's the, those are like my big dislikes of this phase, just those those little bit of stuff. But I, I will say one other dislike, uh, just not this has nothing, this has nothing to do with like a show or specific movie. It's just a theme over that was casted over uh, phase four. Uh, just this notion of cameos, dude. I'm over it. I'm done. Yes. Um, I it it just drove me insane after a while. Uh, we've literally, we literally birthed, we like this, this phase birth like birthed so many like MCU fans who are just here for the cameos and who's going to be in this. People mm -hmm. were legitimately angry at Multiverse of Madness because they didn't get like Blade or like <laughs> 2003 Daredevil <laughs> or something, you know, and it's like, it, it just drives me insane. This whole thing with cameos. And I think Marvel's, int int Marvel's integration of cameos when they do do it is just poorly used especially in the movie standpoint, if you watch these movies without an audience, some of these moments where the cameo comes up does not hold well at all. Yeah. Uh, like, for instance, in Multiverse of Madness, when you're in that Illuminati scene, there are pauses when people come up <laughs> yeah. as far as like the cameos, and it's so fucking weird. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, we have a break in dialogue for applause. And I'm like, why are we do what are we doing here? So uh Listen, he does, Patrick he, Stewart he, deserves that break. All right. I, I cheer get every time. That, but like I mean, <laughs> listen, I get that for the opening night, people, but like you really gotta do all this for one night of like yeah. applause. And I think it's rough, dude, because even um when he's like, This is 
Captain, uh, you know, Captain Carter, and yeah. she gets the shield, and everyone's just like, okay, and then they start speaking, <laughs> and I'm just like, what is going on? And then he's like, the smartest man alive, Reed Richards, and then he's like, hey, and then he's like, he's like, uh, hey, Stephen, I'm just like, what the fuck? That's so it also fair, happens, yeah. it also happens in No Way Home, and that is my favorite movie of the MCU, but it happens when. When the Spider-Man come, and I get yeah. it, but like when Andrew Garfield comes into the damn kitchen, it's just a long break yeah. in the in the in the, and I'm just like, dude, I think I don't think you should not be putting inputting audience cheering into the scenes because it just fucks up the flow when you're watching it by yourself. And I think Endgame with the portals, there's like there's no break. I mean, there's silence, but things are happening. You know, like. The reason why it was silent because uh, Steve, uh, you know, Steve Rogers was looking at Black Panther, and there's a silence there because he's taking in the moment that oh my god they're mm-hmm. back. It's not like mm-hmm. a here's here's the, the applaud, you know. It's not that. True. It's, it's True. silent because he's like oh my god I got some fucking help, and, and then <laughs> then everybody comes out of the portal and the 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 theme is swelling and it's great. I don't know why they added these pauses, but they got to go, especially yeah. when we get into like Quantumania, if anyone crazy shows up or whatever, or these other films, them pauses and them like risking the movie because of a, an, an, an applaud. I know we're going to forget some dialogue or lose, like we're not going to hear some dialogue, but I'd rather that than just have this long break in my living room with like just me. And nobody's around. And I'm like, dude, what's happening with this scene here? Is my TV broken or something? So I just think they got to work on that. That's like my one of my biggest gripes of this phase so far. So um, now we go on to phase five of this universe. And we'll do another show as far as like getting into all the, you know, release, all the like, you know, announced projects coming up for phase five. But just wanted to give anybody a chance to get some final thoughts on phase four of the MCU. I'll start with you, Leo. I just think it's a little overhated. I think we want a lot of YouTube clicks mm-hmm. and a lot of traction over hating in the MCU phase four. And I just, like Meg mentioned earlier, I think there's a lot of things in this for for everyone. I think we can all enjoy a lot of the projects, even the gripes, even the things that don't quite work. It's not like the other phases were perfect. I mean, I'm sitting up here looking at phase two, and I'm like, oof, I could potentially cut half of the phase. Yeah. But I I just think with the amount of projects, with a lot of them being turned to TV shows, I think there is a lot of content, but I, I find good in most of it now. I, I'm with Pat, that, that Hawkeye. The first couple of episodes, I defended for my life, and then it just ended up being not that great of a show. So, I look, I get it. There's good and there's bad, and I don't think this is the worst phase by far. With Namor, they actually saved a villain for once, so it was nice that a villain didn't get killed for once. Yeah, finally can have a villain come back. So I think we're on the right track for the next phase, and I really like this phase. I'll, I'll find myself rewatching a lot of content from it. For sure, for hundred um, percent. Let's go to you, Meg. Any final thoughts on Phase Four? Um, just reiterating what I said earlier. I think that uh, it's one of the more ambitious phases, and it definitely gives something for everyone. And uh, it's a lot more inclusive than yeah. even you know, like you look back in Phase One, and it's basically all just a bunch of white dudes. 
Um, so I think that uh, phase four is definitely the most diverse um, and it gives a lot of voices to more women characters, um, more POC characters. And I'm looking forward to even more of that in the coming phases. Um, a lot of it worked for me. Some of it didn't work for me, but I agree with Leo. I think a lot of it is overhated um, because, you know, people do want to get those clicks on those videos. So and people want to get those viral tweets. So yeah, I definitely think it's uh, overhated. Some of the criticisms are just, you know, people are mad because like she Hulk, because she's a female character getting a spotlight and they're like, where's the Hulk project? And it's like, yeah. so I don't know. I, I'm excited for phase five for sure. Especially with the seeds that were planted in this one. A hundred percent. I think you, I think both of you put it perfectly as far as like there's a little bit of bad, but there's a, a ton of good. And I also agree that it's it is overhated, in in, in a sense. And um, let's end with you, Pat. Uh, your final thoughts on this phase. Uh, phase four for me is I'm like you guys were saying, definitely overhated. I think it opens up the so many doors with just the amount of different projects they did and the amount of different sides of the marvel universe we got to see and explore you got the multiverse now is like a big thing potentially you got even just within our universe you got like the moon knight stuff you got the marvel stuff it's shang chi like there's so many different openings now to do um i think right now people might just be annoyed that phase three had like such an incredible climax with like infinity war Endgame, and i feel like a lot of people just expected them to somehow maintain that kind of hype for like every single project in phase four and it's like that's just not possible we have to build back up to that so the fact this is kind of like trying to find its way again um i mean for all we know when we watch phase five and phase six or whatever for the multiverse saga uh, we might look back on some of these and see how they started, you know, things we love further down the road. Like, I'm sure when Dwayne watches Thunderbolts, he's going to be like, man, I love this movie. I really appreciate oh, how Val yeah. got set up. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I mean, I just had a fun time with a lot of the projects. It definitely wasn't perfect. Um, but it, I mean, I'm still really looking forward to where we're going. So they, they must have done something right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't know about the Thunderbolts, though. But anyway, um, I am excited to see where we go. I do uh, think some things as far as, like, the next phases can be cut, like the Agatha show or something or anything else. That's make, just like, make that a special presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a like, Halloween thing would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm. I don't think I need, like, a seven-season. I don't know. It just doesn't make any much sense to me. Uh, just stuff like that that are just kind of like, oh, we're doing it to do it. And I know there's a reason, but it's just like, Agatha, I don't know. She's not one of our main heroes, so it's weird. It kind of feels like a project to introduce people like Wiccan or whoever, sure, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But as far as this phase, yeah, I do think I do think the majority of it is overhated. But, um, you know, they, they tried a lot of things, which I can appreciate. A lot of people wanted that from them when it came to like their movies and stuff and they kind of acknowledged it in uh in she-hulk in the finale when they were saying like it's the same thing and stuff a lot of people wanted them to try to change but i guess they didn't want this kind of change i don't know anymore but <laughs> i you know i appreciate them for trying different things in this phase 
uh, a couple of things can, you know, a couple of things didn't work out, like some of the shows, some of the ideas, uh, some of the risks they took, but I am, a, I'm appreciative that they took some of those kind of risks. So I think overall it was a pretty, pretty solid phase. Um, all right, everyone, that is it. That is our phase four review. Thank you guys for listening as always with us and I'll go around, get everyone social medias. I'll start with you, Pat, let everyone know they can follow you. You can find me on Twitter at this Pat guy. You can also follow me on YouTube at Agamotto. I'm going to be releasing my video essay on Thor, the dark world sometime this week, and it's going to be interesting. So uh, yeah, follow me there. All right. And uh, let's go to you, Meg. You can find me basically on any social media on the planet as Wonder Meg. Uh, YouTube is Wonder Meg. You can find my writing also at CBR. Yes, and Leo. Guys, come on over to Geekly Goods on YouTube. Just search up Geekly Goods. There's two G's in the logo. Come on over. Let's talk some geek, y'all. We got a lot of MCU content on the slate here for the next month, and as well as some movies to catch up on. We getting close to award season, so there'll be a little bit of that coverage. Come on over, y'all. Let's chat. Thanks, Dwayne, for having me on. And if you're on other social media platforms, I'm at Geekly Goods. All right. All right. Uh, thank you guys all for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. That is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Leo, Pat, and Meg. We'll talk to you guys soon. 